Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. I am Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, and once again, I'm joined by two friends. But before we talk to them and about them, I want to thank Bonneville for this time each and every week to talk to you about the Silent Witness Program and matters of the community because community matters. Thank you to Ed, our ever-patient producer, and thank you to you, the listening audience. We get feedback uh, on many occasions from folks who uh, who do listen to the show, and one of the things that, that comes up frequently is uh, people wonder, have you kind of depleted your amount of guests through the Phoenix Police Department and the other law enforcement agencies? We have the most amazing people who work with us and for us that we've never run out of gas. There's so many cool stories to tell, the men and women behind the badge, and we still have hundreds, if not thousands more. So if you're looking to be one of those stories, please look at joining the Phoenix Police Department. You can learn more at phoenix.gov slash employment, or you can call 602-262-6925, or you can just type in Phoenix Hires and learn more about a career in law enforcement sworn or professional. Today, I am joined by, as I mentioned, two of my friends, Commander Shane Desatel from the Phoenix Police Department. Commander, thank you for being here. And thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for uh, agreeing to this, because you're not by nature somebody who seeks this opportunity. So this this took a little coercion, and I appreciate you. Yes, uh, it did. <laughs> a lot of. I have to buy lunch. Uh, and Lieutenant Karen Hudson, also of the Phoenix Police Department, LT, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, you both, uh, I'll tell the same story. Uh, I think we probably started a year ago asking about the radio show. And because you are both more focused on leading teams, developing teams, serving the community, it, it was actually pretty... Pretty difficult to get you to agree to come in and talk. So one of the things that I committed to you is I would love to talk about the people you lead, the people you've had the pleasure to work with. But also, if you'll let me, I want to learn a little bit about why you chose law enforcement as your career. So, Commander, you and I met each other as officers in what was then the Squapi Precinct. It's now called the Mountain View Precinct. We were both patrol officers. I tell people all the time, I'm not surprised to see how far you've come. Uh, but at the time, I don't know if that was your goal. Can you walk us through a little bit about your career and how you wound up where you are today? Uh, yes, I will. Thanks, Jimmy, again. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, talking about myself isn't my strong suit. It's not something that I, that I look to do. But I do want to share why I came and why I stay as a police officer. It's something near and dear to my heart. So before law enforcement, I went to college. I wasn't in Arizona. I was in uh, Arkansas. Went to the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. And uh, go Hogs. It's a long story. It's my football team by uh, by nature. But anyway, came out here uh, to actually go to law school. I had been in sales for many years with Sears. And uh, that's how I put myself through college. So I thought law school would be perfect. The Phoenix Police Department was hiring and paying for education. So I became a police officer and really started to work alongside attorneys. And that was my very first time being involved with the prosecutor's office. And I love the prosecutor's office, work well with them now, but it just wasn't what I was, in my mind, meant to do. Being a police officer, going and finding that that person that is harming someone else and taking them into custody, especially when they're running and hiding, that was our that was one of our favorite things to do back when we were young officers and it's something that has just stuck with me since then so it's been my passion been on the department over 25 coming upon 26 years i plan to stay at least another 5 
uh, just went into our, our drop program. But I plan on staying here. I've been blessed with many different assignments along the way. So that's why I came aboard, and that's why I stay. It's a so wonderful department. One of the things, I don't think leaders often recognize the impact they have on others, but one of the things that you did several years ago, I was looking at, a, at an opportunity to try something different. You and I went to a restaurant. I'll never forget where we sat. I'll never forget looking at the menu, and I'll never forget how much time you spent pouring into me trying to figure out why I was seeking the opportunity and what you could do to help me prepare. We then talked about scenarios and questions and how to answer them. And what I left with was um, the realization that you spent more time helping develop me at zero benefit to you than I had probably done helping others. But the more people I talk to, the more I find out that's kind of how you're wired. Do you have a natural bent towards leading and developing others? I don't know if it's uh, something that has come comes with this job or something that you learn along the way, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our new commander um, when we first started, uh, Commander Thompson. Uh, Thomas, sorry. Uh, commander Thomas met me at the door, uh, said, hi, Shane. I was a brand new officer. I had a surprised look on my face, as you would imagine, a uh, senior officer addressing you by your first name. Uh, he knew a little bit about me, but that's the way that he was as a leader. I learned from Sherry Kyler, another uh, chief of the Chandler Police Department when she retired. Uh, She was another uh, next commander after uh, Commander Thomas. And both of them instilled that desire to want to help others. They both helped me as a young officer. So that was something that I learned from my my mentors and wanted to carry forward. And that's what I've continued to do. I'm with uh, my lieutenant, Karen Hudson. This wasn't our first time working together. Uh, I just got this assignment this year. I was the commander over the Mountain View Precinct. Uh, coming in this job, Karen came in at the same time. But just like working with you, Jamie, in, in Mountain View Precinct, I worked with Karen in another assignment, and it's about those relationships when you can call upon them and work well with others. It's kind of the benefit of our department. So you brought him up, so I'm going to piggyback on that. When you talk about Commander Dave Thomas, he is still known, many years retired, but still known for remembering people's names, um, knowing about their family, and asking those questions that made them feel wanted, valued, needed, and appreciated. When people leave organizations, rarely do we celebrate programs that they created. Uh, people will celebrate and miss how they were made to feel. He absolutely was was a master at making people know their value and and, and capitalizing on that. Lieutenant Hudson, you also have a reputation of taking those that work with you, for you, and around you, and making sure they and their families feel valued. How easy is that balance as a leader to find making them know that they matter and still knowing that we still have a job to do? Sometimes it's hard, Jamie. Um, you know, you have to, you do have to find that balance. You have to actually treat them as a person and give them the respect and also know, let them know that they're appreciated on a daily basis and always be human with them. That's how I feel. Public safety, it's, it's kind of a hard uh, role to be a supervisor in that we have to maintain 24-7 coverage, 365 days a year. There's no question. And every business that values its employees says you're not a number, yet when you enter the world of public safety, you literally are assigned a serial number by which we're known. Right. So, so it's hard to say to them, look, you're not a number, but here's your number. Um, but we want to value you as a person, especially when we can't necessarily give them the time off they need for family events and other things 
that are important to them. But yet, as you've gone through the through both sergeant and lieutenant, you have a reputation of being very fair and accommodating, which normally as a leader means you're taking on additional work yourself. Is that something that you intentionally focus on or is it something that you feel like is uh, just kind of the lane that you, you've always operated in? Because it's not easy. You know, for me, it's just the way I am. It's the way I want to treat people. It's the way I want to be treated. So I I appreciate the supervisors that always show me compassion when I have family issues or when I have something else outside of my job going on. So I try to do the same thing. Give them that space, give them their family time and appreciate them outside of the, the workplace as well as in your family is unbelievably important to you. Now, I, I'm not going to go into the details because this is not mine. It's yours. But early on in your career, you were witness to something that was, was very difficult. But you didn't let your career be defined by that situation. You've gone on. You've been resilient. You've been a leader. You've maintained kindness and empathy and, and humbleness. You've done all those things. From the time that you started this career to where you are now, has this, how has this job changed you? You've gotten to work with some amazing men and women who see hard things, but at the end of the day, I think the three of us absolutely believe in the mission of policing and service. How has it changed you, and what do you see your future in law enforcement as? You know, obviously, we've all changed over the years. I mean, we've seen horrific things throughout our career, and like you said, I did see, I, I witnessed an officer killed in the line of duty. And at the time, I'm sorry if I get choked up because it's still emotional for me, but um, I had three months on and I was riding with a very senior officer and we responded to um, Officer Mark Atkinson, who was killed in the line of duty. And um, obviously it hit home. Uh, It never occurred to me to quit. It was never an option. I just kept doing what I was doing and just kept plugging along and I just assumed unfortunately this is part of our job it could happen I mean obviously at that time it became a very real possibility that that could happen in my career but it didn't stop me from wanting to continue to help people and be there for people and and do my job the job that I signed up to do and love doing still Uh, and and I don't know if anyone's ever thanked you for what you did out on that scene but what one of the things that has stuck with me since is the outpouring of support from the Maryvale community when that happened, uh, there were marches in the street in support of the police, honoring Mark. There was a lot of things that happened after. When you look back at that time, which probably seems like a blur, what's one of the things that stands out most to you? One of the things that stands out most to me when I see you is resilience. You did not let that change who you are. And as you mentioned, you were young enough in this career where you easily could have raised your hand and said, this isn't for me. You absolutely did not do that. In fact, you went on and kept leading and providing for others. What's, what do you remember most about that time in your career? You know, I was, I was pretty young when that happened, but I do remember very specifically when we went to Mark's funeral. And I remember seeing the support from the community, and I was in awe of, wow, how many people supported what we do. And to see that many people out there and to see the flashing red and blue lights as we (laughs) drove to the ceremony or to the, uh, you know, where we were burying him, um, it was amazing. And it just made me feel very honored to do what I do and appreciated. And, you know, obviously there are people that support us and we appreciate that. So that keeps us going. I think that's what keeps us going in our career. You know, people need us. 
And thank you for saying that, because a lot of times families will say, hey, we didn't want to interrupt you when you're eating or uh, we want our kids to say thank you. Uh, You're never, ever interrupting us. Please, if you have the opportunity to thank a public safety person, a police officer, a fighter, fighter, EMT, please do so, because there is no shortage of how much that means to us. Uh, Commander Disatel, when you leave law enforcement, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be best known as? When I think about that, and that obviously comes to an end for all of us, uh, it's the people that you touch that you leave behind. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the mentors that I talked about. Hopefully, I've imparted upon uh, those that come behind me the will to continue on, to serve others, to be honest and have integrity, to make the, the hard choices when they have to be made, and do the right thing. That's what we're all. That's what Phoenix Police Department stands for. It's what we've always stood for, and we will continue to. So I want to take some, I know we're getting close on time, but I also want to thank um, this station, KTAR, for having us, uh, the Silent Witness Program, all the years that you've been here, all the cases that you've helped um, my teams uh, help with. Uh, You know them uh, more than I do, probably. Uh, but you have been here and you've helped us all. So I do want to thank you for that. No, thank you for saying that. It, the Silent Witness Program has gone on to, to bigger and better things. They have better leadership than when I was there. So I'm very happy for them. But thank you for saying that. Lieutenant Hudson, when you leave police work, I know your family is absolutely critical to you as well. But what do you want to be best remembered for as a leader uh, in this organization or in this career? You know, I just want people to remember me for giving them the compassion and being a human rather than just doing the job. And you always have been. Uh, and I thank you both, not just for your friendship, uh, although I am appreciative of that, but for the level of service and taking care of people. I tell all the people, I tell people all the time, when people leave a career, they're not leaving because of equipment, they're leaving because of how they're made to feel. So thank you that you value our employees and really take great care of them and their families. Want to thank Bonneville for this time each and every week to add our very patient producer. Most importantly, want to thank you, the listening audience, for joining us each week. If you want to learn more about Silent Witness, please check out silentwitness.org. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.